terrors of tripping on pump. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! The tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Big fat doobies. Hi. 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 What's up, everybody? It's Sunday, December 9th, 2012. This is episode 132 of the Hot Box. My name is Matt. Joining me once again. Hello. Kelsey. Kelsey. How are you doing, Kelsey? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, good. (laughs) Everything is good. Everything is great. We're still doing shows. That's fantastic. Hotboxpodcast.com. You can watch us uh, every week when we do these on hotboxpodcast.com slash live. And if you're doing that, you can call us, 406-204-4687, and say, hey, here's what I think about that, derp 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 and then we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll we, pretend we'll, to care what you have to say. That's right. We will. <laughs> I care what you have to say. She will pretend to care. <laughs> I legitimately, I, I care. Yeah. I really do. I seriously care. If I didn't, I would disable comments on everything that we do. <laughs> but since I don't, I care. Uh, and you can email info at hotboxpodcast.com if you don't want to talk or whatever. So, uh, let's start things off. What, what do we know, (laughs) what do we know about weed, cannabis? I know there was, there was a time when we were trying to get rid of that nasty M word, the marijuana. Everybody was like, don't call it marijuana. It's slang. Don't, don't say the M word. The N word? No, the M word. (laughs) Don't, don't say the M word because... It's a derogatory slang for, I mean, can you be derogatory to a plant? Like, the plant wasn't like, guys, will you stop calling me marijuana? It's kind of racist, and it brings up all of these old bad feelings from when I was a slave. Like, no, you weren't ever a slave. Shut up, marijuana. (laughs) Shut up, cannabis. I don't think too many people really care what it's referred to as, and it has so many names that why does it matter if one is... It's uh, regional, though, too. Like, I noticed traveling around a lot back in the day when I worked for Alamon, like, every... If you were in the Midwest, or if you were on the West Coast, or the East Coast, or if you were in, like, the Colorado Rockies, like, every every region had its own slang for it. The the rags and the crip down in Florida. If you, yeah. If you only had 20, you could get the rags, but, man, if you had 50 to spend on, like, a gram or two, you got the crip, and it was good. And then up here, it's all called chronic, or weed, or ganja, or whatever. I don't know. I just call it weed. I like the W word. Yes. Weed, herb grass if i'm being bud facetious buds but <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome but so uh we've we've had cannabis marijuana you know i noticed it was a lot of the people that were like against the m word were like the ones that were tr- trying to do stuff like with the legislature like they were going to the legislative sessions and they were they right. were the ones that were really big about like don't call it marijuana because all of these old people that make your laws they still like <laughs> they connect the m word with the n word and the other m word mexican like they don't they it in their mind when they hear that word they get bad right and I, so i understand for their why. sake we, they were calling and that's that's cool and because of what everyone was trying to do with putting it into the the mainstream, maybe a little 
more forceful. Go by the scientific name. Yeah, cannabis sativa. And you're trying to be legitimate and professional. Sure, and that's understandable. But you know, when you're just talking shit on a podcast, we just call it weed now. Yeah, because it's not like. Did you just say the W word? <laughs> uh, so it's it's been around for a while now, and there was this interesting article on a blogs.fortune.cnn.com. Dot, 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 uh, about, so far, what do we know about marijuana? Fortune 1971. Uh, so this starts out, it says, uh, every Sunday, Fortune publishes a favorite story from our magazine archives. So this is from... <clears throat> March of 1971 on the physical effects and the potential legalization. Okay, 1971. That makes more sense. This is reefer madness days, right? The 70s, late 60s, early 70s, reefer madness. I mean, we have reefer madness movies over there. When did that come out? It was like 70-something, 60-something. A while ago. It was a while ago. (laughs) Uh, It was on December 6th, Washington became the first state to legalize recreational use for adults over 21. Colorado in January follows suit, of course. Uh, So, to the straight world, this says... Now, we have have two worlds that most of us live in, right? (laughs) Apparently so. You have the straight world, which is 9 to 5, and then from 5 to 2, when the bars close, (laughs) you have the not straight world. Which is when everyone can be themselves and stop lying. Yes. Nine to five, we're liars in the straight world. Five to three, we're, uh, <laughs> we're ourselves in the drunk bar world. So, uh, to the straight world, marijuana has come to symbolize all the recent threats to traditional values. So, just think, like, what is America's set of traditional values? <laughs> what 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 do we as Americans value? We That's like a our very good question. We like our privacy. We like our pursuits of happiness. We like things to happen now. We like having <laughs> wives and girlfriends at the same time. <laughs> we like our cake and we like to eat it as well. We like to complain about things. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of really core moral traditional values yes and this m word it's just it's a symbol it's coming in to ruin everything it is it's a symbol of the rebellious young and their allies that goddamn rock and roll music and those freaking hippies those fucking hippies fucking hippies <laughs> it's a symbol word? of liber fuck yeah you can it's okay. a symbol of liberation perhaps the symbol Paranoia abounds on both sides, and those who change their views, in the words of one university faculty member who recently came out against pot, lay themselves open to anger, vilification, and character assassination. My God. Damn. You smoke wheat? You're the devil. I just Piece killed your character. <laughs> your character is on the floor bleeding out right now. You better go get it. Yet, despite all the fervor, we have remarkably little solid knowledge about the effects of marijuana in the 70s. This was in the 70s. And maybe they didn't, even though they were doing just as many studies, if not... I wouldn't say they were doing more than we're doing now, and we have better scientific uh, processes at work to do our studies with. I would, I would venture to say that 
the knowledge they had of the effects on marijuana was plentiful, but whether or not it was completely documented That's, the way it could okay, have been when is I, different. When I say that we have better scientific <laughs> method now, what I mean is now... We don't start with what we want the outcome to be. I mean, some people do. You have the anti-vaccination groups. You have all all of those groups still start out with what they want to find. And then if they don't See, find it right. in their study, they're like, well, this study's stupid. Next one. Yeah. And so they throw away. Even though there was good data there, it just didn't show what they wanted it to show. So they're like, well, that will... We'll burn all this, yeah. or we'll we'll put this in a box, and we'll let Nixon burn all of this when he went through all of that research and burned most. And it's of funny because it. they're still saying the same things today. Oh well, there, there's it's side because effects. Nixon so burned unknown. all the research. We don't know anything about it. It's so unknown and scary, and it's yeah. been around since BC. I mean, we just know. because when you studied it, you studied it <laughs> wrong, you jerk offs. Uh, they they say, despite all the fervor, we have remarkably little solid knowledge about the effects of marijuana, which has now been tried by an estimated 20 million Americans. How many of you think have tried it now? From all of us? 70, all of us? Have we all, <laughs> have we all at least had a moment What's that? to There's sit a, down and try weed? I think it's a majority of people have tried have it Have at least lifetime. tried it once. Yeah. So in the 70s, 20 million Americans, that, that's... That's good considering how many of those 20 million Americans could stay not drunk long enough to actually like try right? the weed because yeah. there was there was some cocaine, there was some a lot of alcohol happening <laughs> then from what I hear. I missed it by about 10 years, but I heard that uh that's how it went. Uh we don't know nearly. Here's a quote uh from an Indiana University Medical School, they say they've been involved in the weed research for eight years then. They said, quote, we don't know nearly as much about marijuana as we know about cyclamates or birth control pills. <laughs> well, and I mean, let's get down to what's important here. Do you want to fuck and not have to pull out and not get your chick pregnant? Or do you want to just sit around and like smoke weed all day? Because I mean, we need to really, I'm glad that we know our birth control now. So we can move on. Right. You know, like cyclamates, birth <laughs> the control. The next most important What's thing. What's next? We know. Let's move on still from the... Uh, the lack of information is all the more troublesome because of the pressures upon government officials, legislators, and the public to decide whether restrictions on marijuana should be loosened. Okay, so is it a lack of information or is it a lack of the information that you wanted to find Right. to match your restrictions on yes. you know like <laughs> you can't you can't release studies that say no there's actually it's fine like smoke it all you want it's as long as you're not 12 like smoke it all you want it's fine oh and but then this whole time we've been uh never mind it's hard that's... it's hard to like show that research while the other hand is like tightening down regulation <laughs> on it even though like it's it's a very it's a conflict of interest, you, which is funny because of course they talk about how many people have tried it, and you know those people try it, and they're like, oh, I didn't die or murder that's right. anyone, all twenty or million a of lesbian those... or pull my hair out. <laughs> all twenty million of those Americans that had tried it back in the seventies, they're all on welfare now, so <laughs> <laughs> ruined their lives. Ruined it just the it, and it was the weed's fault. It wasn't like you know Vietnam or anything. And like we could that. probably find a study that talks about them. And we could make a lives. study that does that. You start with an answer and then. And you bullshit your way through the, the test until you come up with evidence for the answer. That's how they do. Nowadays, that's... No good. That's <laughs> not how you do science or research. Come on. How long have you been doing research for? Since the 80s? I mean, come on. Been doing that longer? Shit. 
Uh, thanks to research programs underway since the mid-60s, mostly financed by... The federal government! Of course. (laughs) A good deal has been learned about marijuana's composition. Yep, it's a plant. Okay, moving on. It's going to kill you. (laughs) It's a plant and it's going to kill you because of its blackened soul. Uh, It says the toxicity and the ways in which a marijuana high affects physiological and mental processes. New findings are emerging rapidly as the investigation gathers momentum. About $3 million is being spent on research in the current fiscal year, uh, with most of it financed by the National Institute of Mental Health and, of course, the Justice Department's Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs. And does anyone honestly think that funding like that would they ever come out with anything yeah like says, did you act, well guys you, you you're all good to smoke scheduling it's not even a schedule anymore no this goes against not. everything that we are against because um, that but doesn't cool. further the goals that they had going into this their whole point of spending three million dollars on research with most of it being given by the nimh and the narcotics dangerous drug bureau is so that they had proof positive to show that look you people that smoke and buy it and sell it should be in jail yeah that's what they were looking they're for they're being paid to come up with right. research that shows what because they want the prison system that's big bucks no whammies big bucks <laughs> and if you're not filling your prison system like would you listen you're a warden you're super jails warden okay you're the warden i'm alice okay you're the warden i'm tucking i have a skirt on i'm alice now, would you rather have Super Jail filled with uh, drunks, murderers, rapists, uh, child molesters, stuff like that, or a bunch of potheads? Personally, I'd rather warden over a bunch of potheads. So if you could just fill my Super Jail up with docile potheads, that <laughs> would be like, my life easy, so much easier. Right? If you're a cop, okay, how much easier is it to just do that kind of shit than to go after like real criminals? Like you, you're doing like half of your job, you know. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. An overdose of hashish. Hmm? While marijuana is a new concern for middle class America, <laughs> this is this is middle class America. Since you guys have your shit so together, this is the only thing that you need to be concerned with. As one of man's two oldest intoxicants, along with alcohol, for at least 3,000 years in Asia, various mood-altering preparations, like opium, uh, have been made from the common hemp plant, cannabis sativa, not opium, uh, the fibers of which were once widely used in rope making, of course, and necklaces for hippies, of course, you can find those on Etsy, of course, Uh, cannabis, the collective name for all hemp drugs, which is that, (laughs) hemp drugs? I've seen hemp lotion. I've seen hemp shampoo. That's one of my pet peeves is the whole hemp is marijuana, marijuana is hemp hemp drugs. Have you ever Uh. smoked a hemp necklace? (laughs) Fucking disgusting. Okay. (laughs) Have you ever like... No, because I have a brain. Right. And my brain hasn't completely been addled with drugs so that I can still make somewhat clear, concise decisions when I need to. Uh, Yeah. That's so stupid. The collective name for all hemp drugs. <laughs> it may also be the world's most second popular intoxicant. Over 200 million people in India, the Middle East, Africa, Latin America regularly take cannabis in one form or another. Uh, so as long as it has been around and has been used, 
it hasn't been as well studied or it has been, but the publishings have not been as proper as they right. should have been. So. Right. Uh, THC, which is believed to account for the high, of course, psychoactive compound, tetrahydrocannabinol. Uh, however, the flowering tops of the female plant secrete a varnish-like resin up to ten times as rich in THC as a good joint. Whoa. So, we've been smoking stems and seeds this whole time. You're telling me that the good shit is actually in the flower of the female... <sighs> I killed all the that female plants because they so didn't much. have seeds. I was like, I, I, what am I supposed to smoke here? The, <laughs> the fluffy part. It's in the top part, the flowering tops. Oh, see, we're learning. This is what we know about weeds so far. <laughs> uh, smoked or mixed into food, this preparation is known in India as kras and in Arab world as hashish. Marijuana is thus a dilute form of a very potent drug. <laughs> and really, though, like, just because, I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah, it, I would just say... because it's more potent, like you're gonna get the munchies quicker. Or I mean, it's not like there. It's phrased that like if you smoke the rest of it, like you're gonna be fine. But man, you touch that hashish, and you're gonna OD. Yeah, and if have you think to go that the, the weed gives you all these issues, then that's just wait till you smoke the hashish. You're gone son. for. <laughs> that's because when you asked for hashish, they gave you opium. And you didn't know better. That's man. This is way more. Po- Holy sh! I'm gonna throw up. Hold on. <laughs> like yeah, dude. That's uh, something different. Uh, while hashish can release inhibitions in some persons naturally prone to violence, it more commonly produces rather lethargic behavior and a high marked by vivid hallucinations. Wow. What See, that's new to me. Smoking? I'm learning all sorts of stuff. What are from you this. Sm- Have you ever hallucinated from weed? No. No. No, it's not a hallucinogen in it's any not form. <laughs> Where does that come from? <laughs> Who's hallucinating on weed? I have to go you guys, I shouldn't have took that bong hit. I have to go to the hospital. It's cuz we put PCP in it. <laughs> now take him to the hospital. An I'm not overdose. driving because I smoke some too. <laughs> That's so amazing. While great. in Syria in the middle of the last century, the American writer Bayard Taylor took a strong dose of hashish. The initial reaction, he reported afterward, brought unutterable rapture. Oh dear. But this gave way to one of the first bad cannabis trips experienced by an American. Fucking Americans, you know? <laughs> At one point, Taylor imagined he had been transformed into a mass of jelly. <laughs> green jelly uh, that someone was trying to pour into a mold. Wait, what was he on at this point? Is this uh, hashish? Still... A strong dose of hashish. We've been smoking hash for like the last week, and I did <laughs> not turn into green jelly and sing "Little Pigs, Little Pigs." I, let me yeah, in. the jelly doesn't ring a bell. I have tripped on mushrooms and acid, and I've never <laughs> transformed <laughs> into a mass of jelly that someone was trying to pour into a mold ever. Late, uh, later, his throat felt as if it were filled with blood, and he imagined that blood was pouring from his ears. Dude, I would say, I'm not a psychologist, <laughs> but if I had to wager a guess, I would say there may be some underlying psychological... <laughs> if you're having hallucinations from a non-hallucinogenic <laughs> You have some plant, psychological impurities in your brain. There's some issues there. Yeah. That's not normal. Sure. Uh, I have blood coming. Is there blood coming out of my ears and or eyes? Oh, it's just the hash. It's just that green mold. It's fine. (laughs) 
Later, uh, yeah, the blood was pouring from his ears. He fled from the house, found himself on a roof, contemplating suicide by jumping. Five <laughs> hours after the hashish had taken effect, he sank into a stupor, and then he remained in a near coma for 30 hours. That's not hash, bro. Um, <laughs> That's... <laughs> Like, the government was like, we're going to pay this writer to go over there and do some research, but we're going to send him with, like, we're going to poison him first. We're going to tell him that he's smoking hash, and in reality, we're giving him a mixture of every drug ever known right. to man Have you ever at heard the of same the time. Umbrella Corporation? We made this there. You may turn into a zombie <laughs> afterward for 30 hours. We're not sure. Um... Marijuana, moreover, generally works more subtly than hashish, and many users must learn to get high. Did you have to learn to get high? I didn't Is get this high the know first about time, but... What we know about marijuana so far now or what we thought we knew then? <laughs> because so far... This is all kind of bullshit. We were dumb in the 70s. What the fuck were we doing but in the 70s? But how far along have we really come? A lot of this is still being spouted. <laughs> yeah, but those people are dumb, too, and they all live yes. in the Midwest, so it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're separated by the Rockies and it's other fucking large mountain chains that they're too afraid we to have pass. have our own sanctuary. Because they think the gods live in those mountains, so, you know, we're safe. <laughs> That's, is that Olympus? Yes. Don't come near here. We'll strike you down. <laughs> uh, so he says... Few marijuana users are likely to have a bad trip like that, right? Sure. Because there's less chance of an overdose. So he overdosed on oh, weed. Oh, right, right. On hashish. Right. On a, a very potent... Yeah. <laughs> when THC is ingested, i.e. swallowed, the way he took the hashish, it requires up to an hour to pass through the gastrointestinal system into the bloodstream, and only then do some losers, users excuse me, learn <laughs> if they have taken too much. <laughs> But that's like that with eating any... I mean, it's not like smoking it, so you're not going to feel it right away. So did you yeah. eat some and then be like, well, I didn't feel it, better eat more. And then by the time it all kicked in, you were just... Was it a result of your own stupidity? But you're still not going to hallucinate. <laughs> yeah, that's just... I've eaten the shit out of some shit like that before, and it just made me dizzy and go to bed. Yeah, there's... It's not like I was no. like, oh, God, will somebody pour me into that bed because I am now jelly? That's like, just... Shut up. Complete BS. Go home. You're never coming to another party again. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Uh, he says the smoke is not enough. Uh, merely to inhale the smoke is one way to inhale tobacco smoke. Uh, the smoke must be held in the lungs for 20 to 30 seconds until it penetrates the alveolar uh, tissues, which we know is also bullshit. Five yes. seconds is the max that you really need to. Well, to and from what I understand, anyways, any sort of extra whatever you get from holding it in is just because you've had smoke in your lungs for so long, it kind of shocks your system a little bit. I thought that was more that the, the longer you held it in, the more uh, the more absorption is allowed to occur. That's the theory, but from what I understand... Up to five seconds, because right. after that, your lungs can no longer absorb it yeah, anymore. Yeah, exactly. So then, after that, it's just having smoke in your lungs. Your but you do like, notice Whoa. that. Like, when I used to drive for a living, if I only had a little bit of weed left, I would take hits and hold them in and like count mile markers as I was driving like just to and I would always get way more stone than when I was just smoking casually and just like not like a cigarette but I'd was still it hold a it placebo in. effect it or? was hashish <laughs> <laughs> no but you do if you if I mean we could test it out here if we smoke one bowl and just smoke it like we smoke cigarettes or like I smoke cigarettes and just exhale it real quick 
And then if we smoked another bowl and actually held in each hit for five to ten seconds, you would get way more buzz, I think. Yes, you do get more because buzz. Because more is absorbing. Because it's absorbing more, but it's also but because then, of that smoke being in your lungs. And the restriction of oxygen, so it's your brain getting... That's Ooh, dumb. Shut it, up. It adds to it. <laughs> I'm all lightheaded now. I got up too quick. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, even then they say the novice may be disappointed for getting high and enjoying it depends on personality, dosage, mental set, and the presence of pot smoking friends. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Do you enjoy pot just as much if you're by yourself than when you're with friends? No. My friends are all scavengers. I (laughs) much enjoy not being alone more. But that doesn't make it any less... It depends I mean, what I'm doing. If I'm, like, writing hip-hop or writing show notes or something like that, I'd love to just sit here and get blazed and do that. Or if I'm at work or something. Yeah. But then I also, too, enjoy, like, going to friends' houses and smoking. As long as everyone sure has weed and it's preference. not just me that has the... Because right. that's scavengers. It's no good. Uh, so the origin of the word, they just kind of go through that. Uh, and then... What do we know now? Let's tell us what we know now because now so far, 60s. so far, wow, this is really long. It Marijuana is. at the wheel, uh, a skid row existence. Apart from the progression of marijuana users to other drugs, there is considerable worry that large numbers of people will abuse the weed itself. Is it like growing it and then cutting them down and then hitting each other with it? <laughs> that hurts. Those things are big. Uh, adding to the social and economic burdens already created by an estimated 9 million alcoholics. So, <laughs> is that any worse? Because check this out. I could go to work and smoke weed all day and be totally fine. If I went to work and drank all day, like I would not be fine right. at all. Yes. I would not. Be, that would be the worst, right? Like, the, the, I, I feel don't. like when you're you want to regulate it the same way recreationally, just because that is a decent model. Twenty one and up, get it here. Don't overtax it. Don't make the quality shit. But any as far as that, like that, that's where it ends. They're not the same. Yeah, but people are Anything always like wine, a- alcohol, beer, wine, and weed, like. Just because they both have a potential to be misused doesn't mean they have well, the so same do cars and so end does water. effects. So do yeah. super soakers. Any, anything could potentially be I could be abuse abused that bong by hitting you over the head with it, and then I could abuse that shovel by digging you a six-foot deep that's hole why they should be illegal. to roll your body into. <laughs> I could abuse that dirt by using it to hide your body in that hole. Do you want to make dirt, shovels, and my bong illegal? Like, Maybe it's the person doing the naughty things. No. No, get out of here. That's silly. It's the plant. People are generally good because of God. (laughs) This plant was put here by the devil to test us. So then uh, at the bottom here to kind of wrap this up, I think it's awesome. It says, despite these arguments, legalization now would be unwise for several reasons. A society has the right to restrict the variety of intoxicants that are easily available to its citizens, even if marijuana were no more dangerous than alcohol. And I mean, this is a huge if because we both know that weed kills way more people than alcohol. Uh, As the pro-legalization forces contend, it still might make sense to proscribe it. The U.S. has too many problems with alcohol. Again, what does one have to do with the other? It seems like they're... So because we have so many problems with alcohol, 
uh, air, water, and weed are illegal now yes. because you can abuse all of those. You can drown people <laughs> in water. You can hyperventilate on you air. You didn't handle alcohol very well, so now you get nothing. Yeah, you get nothing. You lose. <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> Way to go, Americans. Uh, it's still might. <laughs> I don't know. Th- th- that's a silly reason to say. Because you guys suck at drinking, that means you suck at smoking weed. So, sorry. And this this adds to the unknown hazards of cannabis. Because we still... I mean, I know this was entitled What We Know So Far, but we still don't know. Essentially, this shit. is about how we don't know anything. The, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it basically. I like how that came full circle. Uh, this is so great. The U.S. has too many problems with alcohol, use of which is irrecoverably woven into the fabric of American life to add the unknown hazards of cannabis. Furthermore, we simply do not know enough as yet about the extent to which marijuana is a danger to users and to the social fabric. We just don't know. Because nobody smokes marijuana. Because everybody you ask about smoking marijuana is afraid you're going to throw them in jail forever. <laughs> If they say anything positive about it. Or get raided, or whatever. Until the federal government and the states should continue to prosecute large volume sellers of marijuana, but states that have not already done so should lower their penalties for mere possession. These could be as moderate as fines that are issued for speeding and has been proposed in New York and still help to maintain a posture of social disapproval. Why are you still trying to maintain that social disapproval? If more people smoke it than not, then doesn't the norm change? Right. Then I would imagine... If millions of people (laughs) smoke weed every day, even though it's illegal, doesn't that change the norm more so? Because it's fighting against a law that people have come to the realization is complete bullshit, and they smoke it anyway, even knowing that they could go to jail? Like, we love pot so much, we're willing to smoke it, even though you could come and put us in jail for it. Like, that's how much we don't give a fuck, and we want to smoke it. But that doesn't mean anything. We could stop. We could just go to the bar right now and get booze and come back here and get wasted and just fuck sloppy all over the place. (laughs) But that's not fun. I want to just smoke some weed and enjoy myself. And I don't want to have to do it under the, 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 the idea that I could just go to jail at any given time. So that's what we know. Now, here's what I know about weed so far okay this is what i've learned personally if you want to sell it don't open a shop okay regardless of how safe your state or how much your state is like no we got your back totally pay us taxes we'll no sorry dude we've been through this already yeah (laughs) not you've yeah uh don't invite the cops to grand tours of your grows regardless of how legal you think what you're doing may be and i mean above and beyond anything don't sell to cops like that's just if you're if it. you're in the situation where you need to find new people to sell weed to, you're in over your head and you're going to get in trouble because you make bad decisions at that point. So that's what I know. And don't open shops. Did I mention that? You don't open shops <laughs> to sell weed. And why are you we talked about this last week that certain shops in certain towns in certain states are getting like those states are are forming groups that are going through and like checking all of these and they're suing the ones that are in violation. So if you opened a shop and you didn't open under all of the strict rules and regulations that your state has set forth, 
they're combing through all that and they're looking for anyone in any kind of, you know, violation of any of those. Like if you're 2000, your state says 2000 feet away from a school and you're 1800 feet away from a school, they're going to come sue you and close you down. So why would you open a shop anyway? Yeah, it's not really overhead. I got to pay rent now. Like until the federal government is not hovering over us, keep it on the download, do deliveries, (laughs) don't sell to cops, don't open a shop. Okay. There's what we know so far. Smoke it all you want. Unless your brain's developing, unless you have cancer, because then it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> uh, and just just be good, right? Like, is that... Just be good. It doesn't seem very hard, but... Right? It's not. It's really not. All right, here's a... Let's move on a little bit. This is an interesting article from the Salon. Legal marijuana is good for kids. Hmm? Let me tell you a story here. This is a kid named Michael Safadi. His mother suggested uh, that, hey, Michael... You need to turn yourself in to the Linwood Police Department because he missed a court date. Okay, just a a minor, minor marijuana violation. He's 22 years old. First thing, like, no big deal. Go, go take care of this. Get the misdemeanor. Go get the slap on the wrist, whatever. Learn your lesson. She could not have imagined her son would not return from the police station that day ever. Not just that day, ever. Is this how many how many people has weed killed? And now how many people has the government killed because of weed? Yeah. <laughs> because your death count, your body it's count getting is getting rather blatant. You're catching up to alcohol, okay? <laughs> uh Safadi struggled with a potentially fatal dairy allergy, experiencing great anxiety associated with constant threat of reaction, okay? Uh, to calm his anxieties, he was using weed. Medical weed. Medical marijuana. Medical cannabis. There we go. Excuse me. <laughs> Although he lived in Washington, which allows the use of marijuana for medical purposes and now recreational, Safai did not have a recommendation from his doctor. Well, after a few brushes with the law over his marijuana use, Safadi missed a court date, went to the police station with his mother, medical records in hand to resolve the issue, but... After one night in the Snohomish County Jail, he died after being served a lethal meal of oatmeal. A lethal oatmeal (laughs) containing dairy. Even more disturbing, he told the guards he was having a reaction and they did not believe him, allowing him to die a slow death in his cell. Way to go. So these are two that we are familiar with. Richard Floor died in federal custody because of weed, because he was in jail for that. And now this kid going back, not even for having a shop, not even for putting it out in front of everybody, just for like, hey, I'm going to be, I'm going to do what my mom said because I respect my mother and most women, as long as they're not whores. Uh, And I'm going to do what she asked me to, and I'm going to take care of this. Mom, you just got me killed. Thanks. Oh, dear. (laughs) That's so crazy. That's pretty How does this happen? 2012, how does this happen? Oh, hey, see that kid in there? Yeah, he's allergic to milk. Let's give him some oatmeal with milk in it. His whole life, he was anxious and, you know, had this trouble with having this allergy and And goes in to try to be a responsible citizen, take care of his his This is like what happens when those conspiracy theories... And gets killed by oatmeal. When they're like, man, the government's watching me, the government's trying to kill me, and then, like, a spy actually kills them. Right. This kid was like, I'm gonna die from milk one day and I'm really nervous about that. What happened? Killed by milk. concerns were validated. Yeah, yeah. 
conspiracy theory? Maybe not so crazy. Uh, the rhetoric the public is fed by the government would have us believe that drugs are prohibited to protect the younger generation. But how can that be when the sanctions associated with the most commonly used illicit drug, the marijuana, are creating more harm to young people than the drug itself ever could? Which is a good point. We talk, We always talked about this when Ian was doing the show, that the paranoia that some people get from smoking is not the plant itself or the chemicals in the plant. It's right. the fact that you've been brought up so it's long with stigma. that in your mind that you're going to get arrested. And if you do, you're going to go to federal pound me in the ass prison yeah, forever. Yeah, you're doing a drug. That's, yeah, so people that's get like taboo. all... And I'm sure some people that have mental imbalances maybe do get a little paranoid just from the chemicals itself. Sure, everyone's different. Yeah, everybody handles... I get like that on cocaine. Like, I just... <laughs> that's why I don't do cocaine, because I don't like the way I get. I'm like, uh, I don't... I kind of want to go to bed now, but I can't. I'm like, ah, it sucks. Stop looking at me. But, you know, that's it's not from the stigma attached to cocaine. The stigma attached to cocaine is party time excellent. I mean, come on. <laughs> 70s and 80s, right? When we didn't know shit about weed, but we knew it all about cocaine, didn't we? We knew it all. Studio 54, disco, we knew it all. <laughs> How are my pants? Flaring. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Uh, Michael Safai's death is just the latest outcome in a disturbing trend that threatens the chances of success and opportunity for an entire generation of young people. Zero-tolerance drug policies in high schools, undercover officers, soliciting marijuana from teens, and sanctions involving the removal of support for education and employment are forcing young people into a hopeless maze of poverty and the criminal justice system. Which is, I mean... That's why I said earlier, don't sell weed to cops. Definitely not undercover cops that are trying to buy weed from you at school. Like, hey, hey, kid, you know where I can get any grass? No. Just say no. Remember what we learned in D.A.R.E. class? Remember from that? Just say no. When a cop asks you if you want to sell him weed, you just say no. I don't know what you're talking about. No. So. And it is. Because, like, the second a kid gets into that system... Like, more times than not. And granted, you can be the comeback kid and turn your life around, but generally, once you're subjected to that, life's over. Yeah. We've... You're in the system. Like, that's it. Yeah. And that's been shown yeah. for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The system, not a good place to... Uh, I mean, you can go back there and get your college degree, and yeah, that's great. But, I mean, it's, it's really not all it's... Not it's so helpful. ...banged up to be. <laughs> Uh, May would argue that young people involved in drug use need greater attention from the educational system oh. and not to be tossed aside. This was the case for 17-year-old Josh Anderson back in 09, Virginia high school student. He was caught twice possessing weed on school property. Smart. The first time he was expelled from, from one school and enrolled in another. After his second offense, the day before a hearing to determine his fate, he killed himself rather than face the hearing. Wow. That's how shitty you made this. I would rather kill myself than go to another fucking hearing. <laughs> like, you made that shitty. You did that. That was you guys, not him. Over a plant. Over, I know, right? <laughs> it all comes down to we a plant. We used to bring so much weed. To, it wasn't. Like, are we no still talking dogs. about this? Like, there were no drug plant. dogs. Like, <laughs> they've made it completely, I don't know. They've got Leave locker it in your car, checks. I guess. See, I never used my locker, though. I had a backpack, and I yeah, just I carried everything with me. I didn't have enough time to use a locker. <laughs> I didn't like the whole locker thing. Put my stuff in here so you can go through it. Fuck that. <laughs> Shit. So, 
they don't say, bring weed to school. Don't bring and... weed to school. And if you do, definitely don't sell it to cops, okay? There is a silver lining to this cloud as states are beginning to recognize the dangers that drug prohibition poses to young people. Good Samaritan legislation, which absolves those calling 911 to report a drug overdose from criminal prosecution, may have saved the life of John Bon Jovi's daughter after she recently, speaking of weed, after she recently OD'd on heroin. <laughs> and a recent report from the Center on Juvenile and Criminal Justice found that as a result of marijuana decrim in California, simple marijuana possession arrests of California juveniles fell from 14,991 back in 2010 to 5,831 in 2011. That's a 61% difference. There you go. About 15,000 to 6,000. Like, there you go. Uh, arrest for use. This is the authors that did the study say, quote, arrest for use for the largest single drug category, marijuana, fell by 9,000 to a level not seen before the 80s implementation of the war on drugs. Go figure. So this is classic. You kind of, the war on drugs is a federal thing, but as a state, you kind of said, mm, no. And you're seeing things improve so quickly. That 9,000 in a year, from 2010 to 2011, like that's a pretty quick improvement, that's, I would say. Yeah. So. Pretty substantial. But that's not the kind of answers we were looking for, so that study's garbage. <laughs> Complete garbage. Uh, let's see, what should we talk about next? Oh, you kind of brought this up about the whole DUI thing and uh, people worried about getting blood tests and Washington. the whole way that that's happening. Uh, this is from... The Bellingham Herald out of the Tri-Cities uh, says that, and this is more focused not on just the recreational people, but the medical marijuana patients themselves. Uh, it's Initiative 502, which will basically end their ability to legally drive. If you're a medical marijuana right. patient and I-502 passes, you will not be able to legally drive. Well, you so. can, but you're subject to... Legally drive. I mean, any of us can drive. I mean... <laughs> Legally, but, as far as what I understand, you can still drive, but if you get caught for it and you uh, have it in your system, like you would if you were well, a medical marijuana user. Or drinking and driving. Then, I mean, you're fine as long as you don't get caught, right? Well, or it lingers in your system longer, so the well, whole idea right, is, yeah. of course, if you're not under the effects of it and you get caught and it's still in your system. Because, you again, they're not proving impairment. They're just impro they're yeah. proving consumption. Yeah. Uh, it says, while state officials say the law is silent on medical marijuana patients, it does set a level for driving under the influence of marijuana that many patients are concerned they cannot meet. Uh, the DUI provision included in the new law is what Kennewick's Hippies store co-owner Tim Adams said caused him and other medical marijuana patients to vote against it. Uh, Adams is permanently disabled with back and shoulder injury that developed from vertebrae broken when he was a child. Marijuana is a much better option than pills, although not as fun, uh, that Adams said he was been prescribed. Prescription pills, he said, will put him on the couch for days with severe side effects. <laughs> Feeling awesome. Uh, no, pills are terrible. While marijuana allows him to continue his everyday life. Medical marijuana alleviates some of the pain and allows him to take the pills that doctors prescribe without suffering the same nauseating side effects. Yeah. Weed will up those effects. <laughs> the good ones, not the bad ones. Uh, the DUI. See, that means he's taking too many. If he's he's taking pain pills and he's getting nauseous, he's taking too many. <laughs> Probably no good. No well, that's good. not necessarily true. Uh, well, I know, but I know. if I get nauseous, it's probably because I took too many. <laughs> uh, the DUI provisions mean someone would have to wait for four 
to five weeks after smoking weed to make sure they pass, pass the blood test. So on average in the next four to five weeks, I'm going to need to drive probably. <laughs> so this is my last joint for the next month. Fuck that, dude. Fuck I-502. That's ridiculous. Yes. They set it up like they did with us. Here, you can have your legal marijuana, but yeah, you, you really can't. you can't drive now. <laughs> so there. You have to walk in the snowstorm. <laughs> That's with your disability. What was the point of this? Are we trying to clear up, like, traffic problems? Or, I mean, what is, what is the point of this? It's a way of, well, everyone, obviously everyone voted. Oh, let's just being decriminalize, make it legal recreationally, and everyone wanted it, but all the people that actually read about the law and everything voted against it because they knew it was the way of trying to satisfy the masses while at the same time you're really dicks. getting screwed. Right, sure. Yes. <laughs> uh, the body releases, this is awesome, the body releases toxins in waves. So that limit may still be in the bloodstream, even though the person does not feel any effects. Are we talking about toxins or are we talking about THC metabolites? Because these are yeah. two totally different. Like when I smoke weed, I'm not releasing just toxins all over the place. Like what are Pretty you sure fucking talking cannabinoids about? Cannabinoids aren't. I mean, I'm not a scientist toxins. and I've I've never actually spectrally analyzed my sweat to maybe there is toxins. I don't know. I'm sure it's not from the weed though. Come on. That's uh, other than the DUI provision, not much should change for medical patients. Patients still have the rights they did under state law prior to I-502, says Mikhail Carpenter, who just so happens to be a state liquor control board spokesman. (laughs) Glad we got a quote from him. Uh, And then a a JT, who's a Benton County medical marijuana patient, he acts as a dispensary for Tri-City patients, doesn't expect to see much change for him. Uh, He asked to remain anonymous because marijuana is still illegal federally. Finally, someone with some brains. Yes. Everyone else was like, oh, yeah, here's my name. <laughs> and this is your shop. Well, it sure is. And there's the school your kids. Yep, sure is. Okay, well. Welcome to have hell. You in- have I introduced you to our federal government? <laughs> our federal government representatives in the form of the FBI, the DEA, and the ATF. Uh, he also requires patients to fill out a form from Ninja Medical Cannabis that allows him to verify their condition with their doctor and check their doctor's credentials. As part of the form, they acknowledging that providing false medical information is a felony. So don't lie. This isn't one of those, hey, everyone's getting their cards. Check this out. I have nightmares. I need a medical card. <laughs> I have night terrors. Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I'm more interested and I'm really surprised no like I haven't seen I haven't seen anybody even bring up just the idea of cops giving blood tests. Like that in and of itself is like no good. Yeah. How cops do they are go not about gentle. That? Cops are especially when it comes to this. Yeah, we're talking I, extracting bodily fluids. Yeah, this get is the pretty fuck out of here. pretty invasive at this point. That's what that's my like I don't understand how they're going to do. It's not like I mean, can you blow into this thing like the Right, I don't, and then it's like no, you're drunk, your car yeah. won't start. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. You have to it you have to get it from the blood if you're doing a metabolite if you're doing nanograms per milliliters of blood or whatever, like you have to, I don't think you can detect that in breath or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not a doctor, but it doesn't sound very good. You can't drive because you smoked weed a month ago. <laughs> Makes Prove sense impairment to me. and then we'll talk, okay? Prove impairment. Uh, speaking of alcohol and 
we there was an interesting article out of the Billings Gazette of all places, which is the birthplace of the safe commie mommies, uh, the the whole movement that started the whole repeal thing here in Montana, at least. And I I, I also find it really funny, and we mentioned this before, but heroin in Billings is a massive problem there. But these groups aren't focusing on that. They're focusing on marijuana, which is really amazing to me because if a group like that with that much uh, money, those resources that that group has, like what they did against marijuana was pretty impressive for their little Bible crazy church group. Right. Like they got a lot of shit done for what they were. Yeah. If they would have focused a lot of that on their heroin problem, uh, the there? real issues. Yeah. Like they may have come out as a force of good. Rather than just a bunch of commie mommies. Well, too bad. <laughs> I know. Better luck next go around, I guess. But, and this is just a, it's a quick op-ed, Larry to the editor for the Billings Gazette here. This lady named Jan Bueller, she says, I'm an old woman with chronic pain. I have a prescription from my physician for medical marijuana. Which is odd, because I don't It's not think a prescription, it's, it's a, a recommendation. recommendation. <laughs> I don't think... Which explains this next part. However, I have been unable to find a pharmacy in town that will fill it. Well, yeah, no shit. You're not going to. Um, if you needed, like, morphine, Dilaudid, fentanyl, anything, like, that's your pharmacy. That's great. Marinol, even? I'm sure they would have that. But because what you have in your hand is not a prescription for medical marijuana, per se, it's a recommendation, you can't go to the pharmacy. I wonder how many people actually did that, like went oh, to a sure. pharmacy. And, just for kicks. Um, so I, I have this paper. Now what? Like, do you just give me this in a bottle? Can I or? just have some pot now? You <laughs> like just go in there and be like, here, give me my pot. How does and this I heard work? It's free. I heard you're not allowed to sell it to me. You have to actually give it to me. Right. <laughs> we should go in there next, next time any of us get any kind of prescriptions and just be like, I heard this is free now because you're not allowed to make money off of my sickness. <laughs> Yeah, no, get they the would fuck be out like of here. Laughing in your face. Yeah. That's what it's all about. So and and it wasn't her reasoning. She just says they're all spooked. So it wasn't that they did have the weed and they could have filled oh. it, but they're just scared to. Yeah, they just right. Did you spook them? They had Jan? a room full of Jan, stuff to did give you, away. But did you spook them? You you might have scared them a little. Coming in there, where's my weed at? <laughs> I heard this is the place I get my weed. <laughs> I just moved here. Where's my weed at? Uh, My physician tells me there are medical marijuana providers out there. I've never seen one. (laughs) I drove by the school once. damn pharmacies. Yeah, right? No one's cooperating. I even talked to one. He's out of the business because of the latest initiative passed by a majority of voters in the recent election. Which we talked about last week. (laughs) I have no hope that the 2013 conservative GOP majority legislator will do anything to change the situation. There's they no don't hope. really do anything to change anything. I mean, did they did they do anything that had a positive uh, outcome the last oh, I don't know, since like the 1850s? I don't think that's their motivation anymore. <laughs> I know. What do we pay these people to do again? Oh yeah, ruin our lives. I got it. That makes sense. Uh, it's interesting to me that this boozing state, <laughs> Montana does drink. I mean, it's true. All red states it's are full true. of drunks. That's why they're red states. <laughs> Side effect of the booze. Uh, it turns out to be anti-marijuana. It's it's interesting to me that this boozing state turns out to be anti-marijuana. That would make sense to me. Like, if your state is full of a bunch of drunks, who gives a shit about weed? <laughs> like, that would make sense. If you're in a boozing state, I would uh, I would assume. 
that it would be more anti-marijuana. Yeah, everyone's too busy out getting drunk, so... Yeah, alcohol is a much more dangerous drug. Fuck the hippies, I'm going to the bar. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Go fuck one of the hippies' wives who's at the bar also. Uh, Alcohol is a much more dangerous drug. Look at the number of DUIs, the number of alcohol-related car accidents, the number of homes ruined by alcoholism. What's one to do? Apparently nothing. So, that's Billings, I guess. Prohibition of the comments here. Uh, Malcolm Kyle 16 says prohibition has finally run its course. Our prisons are full. Our economy is in ruins. The lives and livelihoods of tens of millions of Americans have been destroyed or severely disrupted. What Yay. Was, war on yay, drugs. Go us. <laughs> we win. Go world. <laughs> go twad. We win. Uh, what was once a shining beacon of liberty and prosperity has become a toxic, repressive, smoldering heap of hypocrisy and a gross affront to fundamental human decency. Nicely put. Here, Nicely here. put. Former and present prohibitionists shall not be allowed to remain untainted and untouched by the unconscionable acts that they have viciously committed on their fellow citizens. They have provided us with neither safe communities nor safe kids nor safe streets. I added the kids part, but he said safe communities nor safe streets, which will provide them with neither safe haven to enjoy their ill-gotten gains nor the liberty to repeat such a similar atrocity. And then the comment after that, by golly, that sounded good in the 60s, too. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) dick. (laughs) And then there's there's comments like Al Kip. He says the war on drugs is a colossal failure. The U.S. has the highest incarceration rate in the world as a result. Legalize all drugs, such as prior to 1937, and tax the stuff. Let all nonviolent drug offenders out of state and federal prison and expunge their records. Drug laws are simply legalized central state oppression. Yeah, I mean, when we're... We use more drugs than any other nation, and we've got this drug war going on with more more people incarcerated than anywhere else. It's like... But then Billy Banger has a good point. Is it really working? War on drugs is a colossal failure. The U.S. has the highest incarceration rate in the world as a result. Does the second statement mean they are being successful in the war on drugs? In their minds, apparently You're being successful in as far as your state-run prisons, your federal prisons, they're all full. So if, if, if... the war on drugs was started to fulfill a private prison system's quota, then yes, it was successful. If your war on drugs was started to stop drug use, a uh, complete colossal failure. Never happened. So it depends ever. what the what was the war on drugs started for really? Was it really to feed prison systems or was it really to help people not do so many drugs? Yeah. Because in one way it is a huge failure, in the other way, man, you pack some prison systems. I'm sure they got exactly what they were looking for in many aspects. Yeah, I'm sure, right? Rarely does a government create such a plight and then like just fail. How many? How much money has gone into? They know what they're doing, and they know they're not spending money unless they're going to be making money from it. Exactly. Capitalism. (laughs) So. All right, uh, and this kind of came up here and there in different medical states. What does one do with your cardholder registry? A list of names, numbers, fingerprints, usually. Really? Uh, Yeah, uh, just a a database of everybody involved in the industry. No one took my fingerprints ever. You did that before they did that. Oh. You're lucky. (laughs) Uh, so this is focused more on Oregon. Uh, it says Oregon medical marijuana advocates back in 06, okay, when they were first pushing for this, they successfully pushed to give police round-the-clock access to the state's cardholder registry. Patients with pot figured, hey, 
we're not going to be arrested if the cops, if but if the cops, the cops, if the cops and the crops, if the cops could quickly confirm their status with the program. So our law officers, our our public servants here, they need access to the database so that when they pull someone over and that someone has weed, they can check real quick. Totally right. fair. That's cool. You need to know if we are making if our it's own legitimate cards or, or if this is a legit card. Six years later, police check the database thousands of times a month. How many hmm. people are you pulling over? Probably not that many. Interesting. Uh, law enforcement ran more than 20,000 queries on potential patients and grow sites from March through October of this year. That's a lot. For a little context, <laughs> there are 55,000 people that are Oregon medical marijuana patients. Wow. You checked up on about half of them. Almost half of them. Yes. In three months. March, September, October. In three months. Like, uh, is that a misuse of... Gonna raise some eyebrows. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oregon police officials say the system protects the patients from additional criminal investigation by proving they are entitled to possess marijuana. Because just be... Which, this goes back to another silly thing. Like, because you have a card saying you can have it makes me a criminal because I don't. Like, yeah. how am I... Like, that that whole thing is weird. Yes. Just se- making a separation there saying, if you went through all these hoops, then you're legal. But if you didn't, then you're still fair game to get put in jail and run through the system. Yes. Like, what is the difference really if you have a card, the, the plant is okay. If not, the right. plant will the guy kill with the you card and we need to protect you from Might be running sex trafficking ring. You don't know. <laughs> like, just because I don't have one, how does that instantly make me a criminal? Just yeah. because of the law, which is ridiculous to begin with. So... Uh, lots of requests, lots and lots of requests, but for their own good, for the Oregonian. Oh, to protect them. Yeah. yeah. We're protecting you. You yeah. don't want any additional criminal investigation, do you? I mean, come on. We'll knock on your door all day. Uh, the number of queries is inflated by several factors, the cops say, which is, uh, you know, we got to look up different variations on the spelling of someone's name, you know, make sure we got the right one here and all that. But the sudden increase because... <laughs> you know, we're curious. We're, we're curious. Uh, some advocates worry the volume of requests suggest police use the registry to snoop on patients without obtaining a search warrant. Get the fuck out of here. Really? Really? You thought that when you were going to get put in a registry that... Like, the, 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 there was going to be a database full of pot smokers, sellers, growers, whatever, and, like, they would never... Like, oh, that's... Really? That that just never seemed like a good idea to begin with. Do you remember whenever... No, it's safe. It's cool. Come on. What's your name? Give me your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> no. Give me your blood. <laughs> no. Uh, cardholder registries are common in medical marijuana states. Uh, in Oregon, the health authority maintains the database, which is interesting, too, because can cops call up your doctor and get your health records? <laughs> Like, I think that's... For certain things, I think. I don't even know about all the different... I think the health stuff is its own thing, which is why this is weird that that's so open, because it is a health thing, and the health authority is maintaining it. Uh, Police don't need to give a reason for an inquiry, but they also don't get access to patient records. Electronic queries about whether a person is a patient or whether an address is registered just give yes or no answers. So that's that's cool. That's a little better than... Helpful, a little better. Officers making a phone query may get additional info, such as how many patients a grower serves. (laughs) So are you a big grower? Are you a little grower? Should we go after you or not? (laughs) 
Uh, Brian Michaels, Eugene lawyer, member of a state committee that advises the medical marijuana program, said he wants officers to provide health officials a police report number or else cite the nature of criminal investigation when they check the registry. Which, I mean... Makes sense. It does, but at what point is it going to get where the cops are just putting in, like, a a default template reason? You know, like, it's... I don't know. I don't... It doesn't feel like that's a very good way. Again, it goes back to how about you just do real police work and stop trying yes. to find little picky pot things to bust people for and go after, like, real criminals. I mean, that would solve and the people whole problem. who are going out of the way to abide by state laws. Come on. <laughs> but that... And these are... I'm sure a lot of these are traffic stops and stuff, which is another kind of catch-22 shady thing that, that society does. But that, like, does you that... have to go out and find things to bust people for to meet your quota. Otherwise, like, you guys get paid out of this money. And, I mean, it's... Like, what it's do they whole... do? Everyone they pull over, they run through and see if they're a caller not? or not? Like, Why not? That's, yeah. Oh, you got weed? Can I smell... What, what's that smell? <laughs> yeah, oh, you I, have your card? I understand you're a card holder. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, see, that whole... That opens up a whole weird interaction that should not even take like what does it matter was i impaired was i swerving because if not then like why are you even pulling me over to begin like that that whole thing just seems really unnecessary so uh the spokesman jeff manning said uh rosenblum who is the oregon attorney general ellen rosenblum uh he says that she hasn't heard reports of police abusing their access to the registry, but two years ago, Rosenblum, who was then an Oregon Court of Appeals judge, wrote an opinion setting parameters on police access to the information. So, uh, at the time, the Douglas County Sheriff's Office routinely looked up medical marijuana status of people applying for concealed handgun licenses, uh, and Rosenblum said that that was inappropriate. Uh, statute does not authorize the use of database information for purposes of helping to determine whether an individual uses or may use marijuana. So that's that's all right. Uh, the ruling, Michael said, made clear that the database is presumed to be private and that law enforcement may use it, quote, only to prevent unnecessary criminal investigation of patients, not to begin investigation of participants. Hmm. So, I, I, I don't know. Cops are human. Humans are shady. Shady shit happens. The safest bet is to not be involved in any databases that may or may not be. I mean, I'm sure everything is checked. Everything gets checked nowadays. But the less marijuana-specific, I guess, databases that you're... I don't know. It just seems like an unnecessary... Evil. And I get that, and I get that, and then like when when I got my card, you know, there was a bit of a the other side is tempting, right? Like, yes. man, I can just smoke weed all day and wherever the fuck I want and have it with and no problem. Well, yeah, and I've had but... it. I've I've been happy yeah. to have it at times. I don't. I mean, it's expired long ago, so I've not renewed it. Still since happy then. to have it framed after, on the wall for a while. There it was really it gave me a good sense of relief. You know, if I get you know caught or whatever then it'll be okay were you worried about that this though piece before? of paper were you and worried about that i wasn't before, i wasn't very worried about that before because i'm a careful person so where was the great but, sense uh, of relief it's it, it just, just something came. else you don't have to worry about yeah but then huh. after after uh you know not having it i've kind of it's the same it's the same mindset really i mean when you're careful about it, and like you're saying, if you're not dumb and you're not selling it at school and you're not... Right, or if, if you're not broadcasting <laughs> really live on the internet lot, about it, I mean, nobody gives a not shit. Not a lot to worry about, and 
as we're learning here, having having everything documented and everything else probably has a bit of its own risk to it. So sure, although that did come in handy for certain dispensaries. Well, that right, got it got raided. me off of something. If Ian Shop wouldn't have had all their documentation in place. I don't know. It, that see that that situation was weird too because they were really looking for other drugs. They didn't really give a shit about the weed stuff there. Yeah. When they found that they weren't, they didn't have what they thought they were looking for, like coke and pills and shit. They didn't find any of that shit. Like this is a dispense. What the fuck? And even if I was, I'm not bringing it here. Like what the <laughs> fuck are you even thinking? It, it doesn't seem like that. I don't know. I, I I wonder how that would have went had when the cops asked for like all of the records and stuff if they would have been like well we don't really keep track of anything like that I wonder how differently it would have went right because they they did seem rather impressed that Ian had his shit so well together you know how Ian is he's very like well articulated and well together and yeah. so when he's like oh yeah here's all the records how far back do you want to go they were like oh we're not gonna get shit from this place right so then they totally lost interest but <laughs> I don't know that that whole thing is just weird it's. It's weird. You guys made everything weird. You guys made life awkward and weird like an episode of Eastbound and Down, okay? <laughs> Cops first step, check the address with the medical marijuana program, see if it's legal. Police may follow up with a visit. We might. We might come by. We're watching you, so watch out. Wonderful. Uh, Oregon law lets a patient have one and a half pounds of weed, six mature plants, 18 immature plants, and someone to grow them for you. Uh, well, quote, we will go up there, talk to the grower if they allow us on. Uh, we will ask to do a compliance check and look at their cards and count the plants to make sure they have enough cards for the plants. Oregon law says nothing about inspections of grow sites by state health, uh, state health officials or by the police. Ah. Advocates object to visits by the police. So, I don't know. It, it's the only way this is ever going to stop being a mess is when the federal politics behind all of this stop being a mess. Exactly. That's kind of, I mean, it's... And that's a mess. I mean, that's a fucking mess. I mean, it's been historical seeing California and Washington do their recreational legalization. But at the same time, it's like, like we discussed already, the Washington law, people are actually really just kind of screwed. Well, and you have to think about it too. The difference between what California does and what states like Washington and Oregon do... How many more people are in California? How many more federal tax dollars are they getting? It's in the Fed's best interest to let a state like California kind of do its own thing and not. And I mean, we did see some things with, uh, what was it, the Oaksterdam University getting fucked with, with some of the dispensaries they're getting fucked with. But what we learned was a lot of the ones that were getting fucked with, and I don't think Oaksterdam falls into this category, but a lot of the shops that we saw in California that were getting closed down were in some sort of violation. They were trafficking cocaine or they were close to a school. And sure. So that I, I understand if you are going to open a shop, regardless of where you're at, like you have to know the rules. Yeah. I mean, if you're breaking rules, somebody's watching that. You're going to get so. in trouble for them and you had it coming. But for the most part, you didn't see raids, I guess, like you saw here, like you saw in smaller states or not smaller states, but states with smaller population densities. Right. And that's that's what you might see in Washington, Oregon, Colorado, because and even Colorado has a lot more people, but nowhere near what California does. So it I don't know. It kind of makes sense. You want to raid the places with the less population so that you're still getting your tax dollars to pay for the raids to happen in the first place. Yes. So. All right. Uh, Let's see. This is kind of interesting. It's called their view. Marijuana laws used to punish nonconformists. So this is a little story here. Uh, Peter Goodman for the Sun News. He writes, During my first year of college, I knew slightly a kid named Bennett Hertzler. Okay? Our friend Bennett here. 
He was a gentle, harmless sort of guy. In a police search of dormitory rooms, he was caught with three or four marijuana plants? No. Just seeds. In a desk drawer and sentenced to years in jail. While the rest of us continued our college educations, Ben languished in prison. It destroyed his life. That could have been me. I smoked marijuana when I was young. Looked, I liked it fine. Then one evening, as I smoked, I became convinced that I was dying. <laughs> In fact, I was fine physically, but I was sure I was dying for about a half an hour. <laughs> Thereafter, whenever I smoked, the same thing happened. The pleasant high just wasn't worth the miserable fear I had to go through first. And I was busy with professional tasks and obligations anyway, so I stopped. But I have friends who threw first... Uh, or wait, what? I have friends who continued smoking for decades without any apparent problem. And they still do. Some are grandparents. So should marijuana be illegal? It's relatively harmless. It doesn't make people violent or, so far as I can discover, cause them serious medical problems. Studies show, real studies, really, show that driving a car while high on marijuana is far less dangerous than driving while high on alcohol. We study this every day. Yeah. I mean... In snowstorms and shit. <laughs> Guess who didn't get in a wreck? This guy, you know who did? Like 10 people from there to here that were totally sober. <laughs> Not being careful, though. Uh, studies show, yeah, driving a car is less, less dangerous. Uh, alcohol abuse over decades leads to serious illness and even death, of course. Divorce. Uh, poor decisions overall. <laughs> No, she's hot. No, dude, trust me. She's totally not. You're going to regret this in the morning. No, dude, she's totally hot. That, that's totally a check. She's hot. No, dude, that's a guy. And she's not. <laughs> Go ahead. See what happens. Uh, it is said that marijuana use by kids leads to use of stronger, more dangerous drugs. The gateway uh, effect or right, the gateway theory. Right. Which is kind of bullshit. Uh, that can be true primarily. <sighs> because... The society that prohibits marijuana, A, tosses kids who want to smoke into the company of people who also sell other illegal drugs, right? And B, does so with propaganda that undermines our credibility when we tell kids about the very real dangers of more powerful drugs, right? You lied about the tooth fairy, Santa Claus, God, pot. (laughs) Like, you're telling me that cocaine's bad? Fuck that. I'll figure it out on my own. Right. Okay, well... And what about the, the sex talk? It's, he, he says, this is like telling kids that masturbation causes blindness, then expecting to be believed when we later explain why it's av- important to avoid unprotected casual sex. <laughs> AIDS, really? Yeah, right, Mom. Nice one. Yeah. I'm going to go jerk off some more. I learned better I the see. first time. Fool yeah. me once. <laughs> That's right. HIV and hepatitis. Not this guy. <laughs> like, would your parents just... I don't know. That's, I, that's funny to me. The, they would just be like, this is the devil, and then, uh, and sex is the devil, too. And you just find out all these things on your own. You're like, God, my parents were fucking liars. I'm not believing a word those Ever. guys say. Ever again. <laughs> You're a liar. And now that's become our government. <laughs> yeah, right? You're a liar. You've cried wolf many times. Uh, the alcohol prohibition didn't work. Wait, why prohibition? Oh, fuck. I'm tired. Excuse you. I know. On radio. Uh, that didn't work either. It leads to broken lives like Ben Hertzler's, decreases respect for law, (laughs) a.k.a. NWA's fuck the police, check. (laughs) 
Uh, it made drinking alcohol more fun. It killed or injured people who drank bad booze. Remember the prohibition days when the chemists were poisoning the alcohol that people were drinking? That actually did make them blind. <laughs> it, like, really. Uh, increased corruption in rich criminals and generally caused new problems while failing miserably to solve the original one. So that was alcohol prohibition. Of course, the marijuana prohibition... Uh, things like what happened to Ben, uh, the respect for law costs society an amazing amount for enforcement trials and prison space enriches criminals, prevents people from smoking weed that's either homegrown or grown by someone licensed and inspected, and it also keeps people who live in pain from easy access to weed's ability to lessen that pain, or at least make you just not give a shit about it. That, this is what we said decades ago, and we're thought crazy. Thank you, tablet. <laughs> Here's the choice. Spend vast sums of money in bad economic times to arrest, try and imprison people for something they do in their own homes, or just legalize weed and perhaps regulate it and tax sales. Why do we choose one way regarding alcohol and differently for marijuana? Why do we do so even though alcohol causes greater driving impairment, a deeper addiction, and harsher medical issues than marijuana? Why? Why? That's what because we all want we're to know. Fucking idiots. <laughs> And we do what our government tells us rather than the other way around, which is what government is supposed to do, what the people tell it. But that is no longer the case. So I guess we need to find another America or something. Is that what happened? Like, we all got sick of the queen and the king. We're like, this is stupid. Your religion's stupid. We're, we're leaving. <laughs> like, it's getting that point again. Like, this is stupid. Mormons, your religion's stupid. This is stupid. It's we're leaving. a point. We're running out of places to go. Yeah. Mars may be the only, <laughs> the only place. Perhaps I mean, why that's why they sent the rover. Uh, yeah, maybe. They're aware of this. You guys and your religion and your stupid laws made Earth fucking People are suck. getting sick of our planet now. I'm <laughs> sick of our planet now. One. I've yeah. only been here for like 32 years and I am sick of it. I mean, a cool planet, like, in comparison, I mean, I wouldn't want to, like, live on Mercury or something. I'd Just the inhabitants this. are a little... It's the, the people. It's our peers. <laughs> I'm, I'm very disappointed in our peers. People. Damn All it. of them. Most of them. <laughs> There's a few here and there that are pretty decent. But for the most part, dicks. People equal dicks. It's sad. It is. It is. <laughs> uh, so... And this, it's, and I mean, the answer is clear, obviously, if, if that's what you think, do you think it's because of, of their prison systems or a modality of control or it, I always thought that the government, it's in their best interest to have people divided bickering so that they can come in and be like, you need us. Right. But if it, so people drink, uh, people do that kind of stuff. It's a very divisive kind of uh, substance, but things like smoking weed, those are more uniting, and when people are united, they're happy. They Nobody really gets high and murders someone. Yeah, well, and you don't need the government <laughs> at that point, yeah. because everything is fine anyway, and nobody's dicks to each other, for the most part. You're right. just going to have that dick there, but for the most part, everybody's nice and happy. And I don't think they can have that, because that decreases their job security. So it, the government backs divisive uh, substances and uh, does not back the united ones. That's what I've always thought. I think Who that's knows? Certainly a part of it. Who knows the mind of our government? I don't even think the government knows the mind of the government. We're all just lost at this point. The blind leading the blind because we all drank wood grain alcohol back in the fucking <laughs> prohibition days and got poisoned. Like three blind mice over here. 
they say initially prejudice was part of the reason our parents and grandparents had drunk alcohol but marijuana was associated with blacks and later with the 1960s counterculture the blacks and the fucking hippies <laughs> it's all their fault the inequality persists because people with money like it that way they don't like blacks or counterculture apparently what about the blacks that have money like where do they stand <laughs> you are a walking conundrum <laughs> Uh, so they say it's, it's big money, big business, alcohol, big business, selling marijuana illegally, far more profitable than selling it legally. Ending marijuana prohibition would be devastating to cartels, which can no longer charge a danger premium to customers for something folks could just grow in their own homes. Thus, it's heartening to see that a bill to lower penalties in New Mexico will be introduced soon. <laughs> All of that just to get to this. New Mexico, nice work. Uh, it is disheartening, though, that if it passes, Governor Martinez might veto it. That would be one more f uh, reflexively bad choice by our governor, who's rapidly increasing her chance of only serving one term. <laughs> Except that no one's going to remember it next time it's time to vote or uh, get out there to vote. So yeah. who gives a shit there either? Do people vote? <laughs> Do people vote properly? No. No. They've proved that. Her press secretary, okay, this is, this is uh, Governor Martinez, right, of New Mexico, which New Mexico, kind of close to Mexico, which is where all the cartels are. So her press secretary says stiff marijuana penalties are good because, quote, the vast majority of people convicted for possessing small amounts of marijuana are diverted to treatment programs, and those who are sentenced to prison are individuals with long criminal records with convictions for things like assault, burglary, and other crimes. Uh, that is, these laws are great tools to put away folks with bad records against whom we can't prove anything serious right now. But, oh, we will. Just wait. <laughs> we are in your head and we know you're going to commit crimes in the future. Guilty until proven innocent. That's right. That's, that's how we do. Uh, and for folks we approve of, it's like driver education classes for speeders. Folks we don't like could go to jail for several years. <laughs> so if we like you, you're going to go to drug rehab classes, which you're going to pay us for, of course. Uh, and if we don't like you, we're just going to throw you in jail for, which the federal government is going to pay us for. Yeah. So it's really win-win, big bucks, no whammies, stop all around. <laughs> uh, that's good shit. It's like, that's a good business model. If we win, we win. If we lose, we win. I like it. I like that. We, we need to join start. their club. I wish there was a model for podcasting that was like that. <laughs> like, if you don't listen, I make money. And if you listen, I make money. I don't give a shit either way. <laughs> Putting out silence just because I make money. So, I don't know. That's almost like saying, too, that, like, we're mad because we can't put people in jail for things we can't prove. Yeah. Like, that's... No! What? Do better police work, then. If they're doing something... Like, you'll, you'll get them eventually. Don't just... Like, this seems like a real shitty cop-out. Like, oh, we know you're a murderer and a rapist and a human trafficker, but we caught you with a fucking gram of weed, so... Yeah. We're gonna put you in jail for a few months well, until we just, figure out something else to do with you. They put plenty of people without without histories into jail. I mean, that's anyway, yeah. not true, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, they say this is like criminalizing coffee and tea... So that when you suspect someone of a crime but can't prove it or just don't like someone, you can punish people you suspect of real crimes but can't catch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
There was a time when students who questioned the wisdom of the war in Vietnam or associated with folks of different races, quote, races, uh, were thought dangerous and unpatriotic. But they had free speech rights. Small-minded district attorneys could do little. Conveniently, though, a lot of those rebellious young folks smoked weed and could be in prison for that when the real complaint was their thought and speech. And that ain't justice. So, pretty interesting article, I thought. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad that that's happening and that we've, we've constructed things in such a way that in order for the government to be happy and to think things are going well and all that, like, we just have to be complete fucking retards and, and just, I don't know. Well, we're pretty good at it so far, so why not, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, well, another week, another lovely set of, of stories relating to the issues at hand. Cannabis, marijuana, weed, ganja, herb, doja, whatever, chronic you want to call it. It's fine. Uh, so I think that's it. That is it for the show. I hope you've all learned something today. I hope you will all be careful and watch your backs because there are nasty people out there we're being watched we're all being watched <laughs> we're being watched every sunday when we do these shows hotboxpodcast.com slash live join us live or make sure you're subscribed to the show lots of good audio listeners who really don't give a fuck about the live show they don't want to see us they just want to hear us that's they, okay. they want to listen <laughs> that is okay that's right especially when you put makeup on in the car on the way here <laughs> poke your eye out because the roads are icy and my driving is amazing because I was impaired on some fucking weed. It's for their sake. <laughs> I smoke weed for your sake. Otherwise, I would be such an asshole. You don't even know. So, all right. Uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us throughout the week, we're on the Google Plus, on the Facebook. We got a page for the Hotbox on each of those. And Twitter.com slash Hotbox Podcast. You can follow the show there to know when our feed goes live. You can hang out and listen to music and then hear us talk. So... Thanks for listening. Hotboxpodcast.com. That's our site. Subscribe on iTunes. Make sure you write us a review. Check out the albums, Escape Goats, and the Blame EP on Google Play or the jamhole.com slash music if you want to pay for it or not. Whatever. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Tech shows throughout the week and maybe the jam hole uh, this month sometime. Who knows? <laughs> Should be good. Kelsey, it's been fun. Indeed. <laughs> Bye, guys. If you like you weed, like this weed, is where, this is where you, you need to be. be. <laughs> if you like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the podcast.